Action. Action. <laughs> Hi, Austin. Hi, Sophia. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. I love that we do our real introduction when we're sleep deprived. And then I love that we do our, our scheduled one to open. <laughs> Everything we do is sleep deprived, to be fair. To be honest, true. I thought that would end <laughs> after our school experience, but clearly it has not. No, that's just the rest of our lives now. Cool. Acceptance. <laughs> the final stage. <laughs> so what's new with you? Not much. Um, just uh, excited to record, to be honest. I, <laughs> I read a little bit this week. I totally ended up crying at um, a YA romance that I did not expect to cry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe I'll do a review of that this week. It was really okay. good. The latest um, Jenna Evan Wel- Evans Welch. And she was doing a series where she was writing about like um, like different like YA protagonists in different countries. So the first uh. one was Italy and that was Love and Gelato and then the second one was Ireland and that was Love and Luck and then this one that I just read was Love and Olives which just came out and it was in Greece super (laughs) cool Um, they did talk about archaeology in it Austin and I'll have you know (laughs) that I had yeah I had a flashback to you and I cramming for a quiz about Minoan architecture and it all came back and it all clicked and I was like wow (laughs) It's like your life is a YA novel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. It's like her dad was um, an Atlantis hunter from like uh, Greece. Oh. So he was like, like doing the whole like red string conspiracy board theory of like, oh, the Minoans are the Atlanteans. And here's the proof. It was really cool. So is that based off like a real archaeological theory? Is that just okay? Yeah, it was (laughs) it was it was, which is really neat. So a lot of people think that because um like Plato and other people who were talking about it at the time they talked about it being a really advanced civilization that was wiped out and so there's like all these things in the book and then at the end of the book the author like referenced all these articles and videos she had watched to kind of research this oh so it was really cool I was like kind of into it so you're saying you just finished that one yeah and like it was 10 times more like gut-wrenching than I anticipated (laughs) there were definitely tears not just about Atlantis so I'm rusty on my young adult novels I remember that bingo thing we got tagged in (laughs) I hadn't read a single one hey but you're reading like all these classics and like really in-depth historical things right now (laughs) it's okay I understand (laughs) have you ever read the the Harry Potter books were on that bingo Have have you ever read those you know what I only did once I read one book and it was in, maybe it was one or two books. I can't remember now. It was in grade nine. um, And I, like all my friends had been super into it, but I was like one of those kids who was like, oh man, like everyone's reading this. I want to try to find something. (laughs) So then I read um, the series of unfortunate events instead. Okay. Obsession. So that's a good segue to our topic for this week. Book adaptations. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I'm really excited. <laughs> this is so. <laughs> you said you had a story or uh, something to say about this week's topic. Should we do that before we get into it? Not gonna lie to you, I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back to you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, okay, so I did actually list like you and I were talking before this, and we were kind of going over like, okay, everyone has this conversation of they walk out of a movie with someone, and they're like, the book was better. 
Uh-huh. And I think that's a common thing that like people do. Like I know a lot of um, like our old um, friend slash boss, Jen would do this where she would like read a book before she saw the movie. Uh-huh. So like, it's one of those things where like some people like can't go to see the movie until they read the book. And yeah. So I was thinking about like one of the worst ones that I've ever seen. <laughs> and not that it was like the worst, like I'm sure they did their best, but a series of unfortunate events let me down so hard, <laughs> so hard as a child. I went into that theater so excited. I loved the actors. That wasn't it. It was just the fact that they tried to cram like three books into one uh. movie. And then they didn't even get to the good part, which is like <laughs> books like seven and on. Like I was like, this is such a ripoff. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in years, nor have I read the book. So I don't really. <laughs> the books are amazing. You should read them now. Honestly, it's worth it. <laughs> Um, I didn't watch the Netflix adaptation because I couldn't picture Neil Patrick Harris as anything but Barney. <laughs> so I was like, why is Barney Count Olaf? <laughs> and my heart just couldn't take being let down again by another adaptation of this series. <laughs> so that's my journey. That's my story. <laughs> so when you find out there's adaptations coming out, do you are you one of those people who has to read the book beforehand? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I've noticed that I'm a lot less, like, strict about it now. Um, Like, I don't know. I think just maybe with age, like, it goes back to our old debate of, like, do you finish a book if you don't like it? (laughs) Like, now I'm just like, nah. Like, I don't don't have the time for it. Whenever, like, the mood hits me, I'm into it. So, kind of where I'm at. (laughs) I think I'm kind of the opposite, actually. I prefer to read it after I see the movie. Okay. (laughs) I feel scandalized. I've never heard this before. But if you do it that way, then you can't be disappointed if you see the movie after reading the book. You can can only go up from there. No one can see my face, but I'm basically like the emoji with like the exploding (laughs) mind. What? (laughs) That is wild. That's such an interesting perspective, though. Like one of my favorite adaptations of a book is It by Stephen King. The new movies. I love those ones, but I saw the movies. I saw the first movie. And then I read the book. Yep. And then I saw the second movie and I read the book again. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. I like, I kind of like that. <laughs> no, I like, this is like so interesting and, and against the public opinion, just like not liking pineapple on pizza. So it's really just uh, like. Okay. Okay. We're not getting into that this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the gloves come off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. I kind of feel that way about, like, Carrie. Uh-huh. Because I saw that first before reading it, obviously. Yeah, me too. Yeah? Okay. Mm. So, I really liked that movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess If I, I recall, did you say you liked the movie better than the novel? I did. I did say that, Austin. Isn't that <laughs> crazy? I don't know. I feel like it's very rare that people say that and like another movie that I liked better than the book would be I'm looking at my list here because I wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> Pride and Prejudice and Zombies oh yeah I haven't seen that it was good I went to see it I think I was like uh, in first year I see it on Valentine's Day with my girlfriends uh, <laughs> it was the best it was so fun um, and you know what? I tried to read the actual book because there was a like a period of time I feel like where everyone was doing adaptations of classics and like putting in like some kind of monster or something. Uh-huh. 
there's like Little Women and Vampires and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. And I was like, okay, you guys, we get it. <laughs> like, it's fine. I don't know. It's such a big trend. It really was. And they had like <laughs> a, an Anna Karenina where it's about like her as like a cyborg, I think, or like some kind of steampunk. I don't know. That sounded interesting too. <laughs> but I went to see that movie, totally loved it. And I could not get through I couldn't get past 30 pages of the book. Yeah. Don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What I've, are some... I've... Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to ask you about your fave adaptations. So I mentioned It by Stephen King already. Yeah. That one's really good, the new adaptations. Conversely, the <laughs> original okay. it adaptation from the 90s yeah. is terrible, but I still love the movie. <laughs> okay. Is it like, is it like, would you classify it as like a cult classic? I think so, yeah. Is it like, um, like campy, like a Rocky Horror kind of? Uh, kind of. It's like, it's a made-for-TV movie. Okay. So they have like barely any budget and yeah, like B-list actors. They have, actually, they have Tim Curry playing the clown, though, which is amazing. <laughs> so it is like Rocky Horror in a way. <laughs> <laughs> common um, Venn diagram, common whatever. <laughs> is tim curry and that's a good thing to have in common so remember last summer we were kate and i were going to see kate's sister pretty much every weekend yeah and we must have watched that old stephen king like three times over the summer that's like three hours long oh my gosh (laughs) that's so funny oh that's really fun but other adaptations i like um i did my top 10 books one of my favorite books is called let the right one in yeah Swedish vampire book the remake or the they did two film adaptations of that there's a Swedish one also called let the right one in and an American one called let me in and let me in is one of my favorite movies of all time wow that's one of the ones where I saw the movie first oh and I didn't know it was based off a book so I went back and read the book oh sweet that's cool that one's really good I know a lot of people don't like the remake because they say it's too similar to the Swedish version but I saw the American one first that's probably like it more uh Fight Club, I really like a lot, the movie. Fight That's kind of like the cliche, everybody's favorite movie. But I've never seen it. I've never read it. But I have <laughs> other stuff by Chuck. I can't Something. pronounce it. But, Chuck, um, Chuck P. Chuck P. Chuck Palahniuk? <laughs> I should Something look like that, that up. I feel like he comes up enough that I should know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> um, no, but I was just thinking that... Uh, that reminded me of um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, we had like the Scandinavian version and the North American version, uh-huh. and like we watched some of those for class. And I loved that series. Like, huh. but I I liked the books better than the movies. There, I think. That's another series I haven't read or seen actually. So good. I think you'd really like it. Okay, I'll have to look into it. Super good. It's about like there's a lot of journalism and like you know like topics around race and sexism. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's really cool. That what are whole... the recent... Sorry, what? Oh, no. <laughs> we do this too much. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was just going to say that um, that whole, like, Swedish or, like, Finnish, like, everything in that area, they have such good, like, crime fiction. That, oh, yeah. Like, super, super cool culture. Mm-hmm. So another recent adaptation that I liked a lot, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, this movie called Jojo Rabbit. It came out last year or the you year before. Yeah, you talk that's about another one of my, that's another one of my favorite movies. It's a book, too. Yeah, it's based off a book. But this is one of the cases where I think the movie is better than the book. Ah. Because it 
it's not like a straight adaptation. He, the director kind of takes it in its own direction. And he doesn't try to base it exactly off the book. So the book is like the super dark drama. It's all it's both based off of World War Two, and it's about this kid and then Hitler Youth, mm-hmm. and he finds out his mom is hiding a Jewish girl in his attic. Wild. So they're both about just him coming to terms with that. But yeah, the book is really dark and bleak. But then the movie is kind of satirical and a lot more comedic, mm. which I think is a better take on the same story. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like there's a lot of content coming out where like it's trying to find the humor or like the humanity and really terrible, awful things. Uh-huh. And like it's kind of um, not like to diminish the fact that like bad stuff has, has happened, but to kind of look upon it as like a vehicle to tell people how things can be fixed and how things yeah. are. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I pictured it. <laughs> um, another one that I really liked that I thought like did the book justice was the, it's like, I guess not a movie, it's a series, but the sharp objects, um, like it went to video and it's got Amy Adams in it. Uh-huh. It is so good the Hmm. soundtrack the acting like the cinematography like the shots that they had in there I was like wow like this is like (laughs) it just captured how she described like the whole setting so that's like basically um this journalist goes back to her hometown where like girls have been like going missing and getting murdered and she's like covering the story and like you know one of her like her sister was killed or passed away I guess so it's like her uncovering that and she's like struggling with like a bunch of different like mental health issues and it's a phenomenal like adaptation. <laughs> like I really, really enjoyed it. So that was a good one, I think. I just thought we should make like a something we can post on the Instagram for suggestions for movie adaptations or for book adaptations for movies. Totally. For people to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's such a fun idea to do even like a book club where we like read the book and then watch the movie and then we'll uh-huh. talk- like it sounds so fun should we both suffer and do pride and prejudice heck yeah (laughs) yeah you know what i don't mind pride and prejudice it's just like stuff like emma by jane austen i i finished it and i could not tell you still what (laughs) was going on really i don't know i just it wasn't for me but this leads me to another thing on my list which was jane Eyre. A classic, a must-have <laughs> on every list. Um, I really like the 1996 version, which has our Lord and Savior, our Canadian gem, Anna Paquin, as a child actor. <laughs> uh, so yeah, super good one. <laughs> <laughs> Trying, I'm looking through my pile of DVDs here. Ooh. Another one. Actually, this is one where I didn't like the adaptation as much, Ooh. which is East of Eden. Oh my gosh, yeah. Is that the one with James Dean? Yes. Oh, I know. The movie is good. I'll give it that. Like, it's not a bad movie by in, in any sense, but it leaves out half of the book. Oh. So, it, yeah, you miss out on half the story. And I was watching it with Kate. Yeah. And then I was trying to explain over all the things. I was trying to point out all the things that were missing. And oh. it was a lot. <laughs> oh, that's kind of... A, that's how I feel about Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, I liked that movie. So I was like, oh, of course, I should try to read the book. And Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's is like, meh. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not as fun or as like like neat 
neatly written as like the movie, which makes sense because like the book is like kind of literary and then the book, like, I mean, and then the movie is Hollywood, obviously. And it was like a big scandal when it was made because he didn't want Audrey Hepburn to be Holly Golightly. He wanted Marilyn Monroe. I think that tells you a lot about like what he was kind of trying to go for. Um, So, yeah. I didn't even know that was based off a book. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of like a short story and closed in a couple more. I don't know. I didn't follow the book too closely. <laughs> I, didn't, I should have grabbed more movies for my pile. I was in a rush, though. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I want to get your opinion on, drumroll, I don't know if you've read this, it is YA, so maybe um, The Fault in Our Stars, Austin? Not for me, personally. <laughs> okay, okay, guess whether I liked the movie or not. I'm going to say, what, could, uh, did you read the book before seeing the movie? Yes. I'm going to say you didn't like the movie then. I hated the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Henry and I went to see this movie as like one of, like we went on a date. I think like one of our like five high school dates maybe. Um, <laughs> we went to like the theater and we sat down to watch it and we laughed. It was so horrifying, <laughs> but we couldn't stop. And I was like. It's not the subject matter, obviously. It's the acting. It was <laughs> terrible. And like the girl next to us like shot us like a dirty look and we were trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me an awful person, but I could not <laughs> like I could not sit through it. Like I just those two actors for me personally, like they just don't seem convincing. So maybe that was why. <laughs> I, it was very uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I'm not a big young adult person, obviously, so. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think I've seen the movie the whole way through. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are there any adaptations, like film adaptations of books that you haven't read that you want to read? Film adaptations of books that I haven't read that I want to. Let me see. Um, To be honest, not really that I can think of um oh I have like I have it happened like the reverse for me where um it was like I had watched a movie and I wanted to read the book wait is that exactly (laughs) what you said (laughs) sorry I'm trying to mull it over my mind something you've seen that you haven't read the book of but you want to yes sorry (laughs) that just happened to me this summer with what? It was um, the mo- the series of movies, The Thin Man. Okay. So that was really cool. That's with um, uh, William Powell and Myrna Loy. And it's like black and white movies. It's really cool. It's about like kind of like um, a screwball detective couple. And super good. I grew up loving it. Was totally like in love with the concept. You know, film noir, but also adds in the comedy. Love it. So I finally read the book, which is by Dashiell Hammett. And he did, like, like he and Raymond Chandler kind of had the whole hard-boiled detective thing down. Oh. Uh, I read it. It was okay. But I still love the movies more <laughs> just because <laughs> I think it had more humor. Um, but, yeah. What about you? Is there any movie that you want to read the book for? There's. Have you seen the movie Trainspotting? No, but we have had this conversation, I think. <laughs> Remind I, me. It's, a, it's about, it's a Scottish movie, Scottish or English. Yeah. It's about a bunch of heroin addicts in Scotland trying to, like, their life as heroin addicts and trying to get away from it. 
The movie is really good. And I wanted to read the book, but I checked it out at Indigo or something. And it's all Scottish slang. Oh, God. I tried to read the first page. I have no idea what they're trying to say. So I put that one on hold. But I want to go back and try and read that one. The movie's really good. Okay. (laughs) That reminds me of... It's one of those cult classic movies. Oh, yeah? It kind of reminds me of... um... What was I say? Uh, the one where it's like, let me think, let me think. What am I trying to say? Remember that one? A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Oh, that one, I tried to read it. <laughs> I, I tried to watch it. I couldn't. It was not good. <laughs> a guy at work let me A Clockwork Orange, and he was like, oh, read it. That's really good. And I was like, okay, I will. And I tried to, and I never got around to it, and that was like three years ago. <laughs> It's like one of those things that you're like, yeah, 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 it's on the list. And then the list just keeps <laughs> running and that just keeps going down and down. and down. <laughs> Yeah, I had it on my bookshelf for years. I think that's one of the books that I purged in my bookshelf cleanup. I did the blueprint sale and I was good. Good luck out there. Good luck out there. <laughs> it was such a short book, too. I just couldn't do it. Uh-huh. So I'm curious to hear about more adaptations you don't think hit the mark. Let me see. Let me look at my list here. Okay, here's one, and it's not because it's... Okay, so I feel bad that I don't like this because this is also about a really terrible topic, but The Boy in the Striped Pajamas... Oh, I was thinking about that one today. Were you? Okay, it's not that I didn't like the movie per se, but I just think that I like the book so much that like when I watched the movie, like it didn't hit home the same way the book did. Like There's something that a book can capture where it's like, this is a really devastating, awful thing that's happening through a child's perspective. Oh. And just to, like, go over it, like, this is a child who, like, ends up in a concentration camp. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, the movie was fine, but it definitely kind of, like, left you feeling more detached. Like, the events weren't as real. I arrived to watch that in public school. It must have been, like, grade five or six. Yeah. I was, I was way too young for it at the time, and it scarred me. Oh, yeah. It's traumatic. Like... I we read it as a class and then we watched the movie as well and like I mean I think it is a really important topic and like kids have to know about but Uh at the same time I was like oh wow like this is someone who is my age and like this is what's going on Uh uh-huh I think that was my first time realizing like in fiction that not only the main character can die but also like a kid can die in a story yeah like I think like my introduction to that was Bridge to Terabithia Oh, oh, yeah. Or that, that one was, like, messed up also. <laughs> um, not as bad because, like, you know. Um, different circumstances. Different circumstances. Not trying to compare pain, but, like, all child deaths are awful. But this is just, like, one was so unexpected. And then the other one was just so awful. <laughs> racist. And oh. it, I don't know why I laughed at that. <laughs> no, but, like, it's an uncomfortable laugh because it's, like, this is a really, like, intense subject that like it does happen and I think that like when you're a kid you don't really think about like mortality a lot unless like someone around you has passed away or like god forbid you know so I think being introduced to that and like really understanding like it's real and like it can happen and like that was just like so it made the book like super intense as a reading experience to me anyway I'm looking up books of this is buzzfeed's 23 book movie adaptations that were so bad they inspired rage (laughs) inspired rage a lot of them are young adult novels yeah yeah the ya community is very invested in like (laughs) adaptations that are real (laughs) like or at least like good enough that you Mm. know what 
one of my favorite adaptations of all time is Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> it's not just because I was in love with our Canadian friend, Michael Sarah. I was going to say, I remember your Michael Sarah crush. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> um, love him to death. But uh, that movie was so good because the book was written by, God, I'm going to blank. It's been years. Henry has my copy of this book and he hasn't given it back to me in three <laughs> years. I'm putting it there on the record. I've been looking for this book and he has it. Um, no, it was so good. It's like a half and half. So it's like half written by one author and half written by the other. And it's like two perspectives. Huh you're going through like the music scene in New York city and they're like two teenagers. One's in a band. One is like, well, I can't do any spoilers, but she's involved in the music community. <laughs> so good. So good. Then she loses her friend at a party. And so they have to go through New York trying to find her. And they're like also trying to find this band that plays in like surprise locations. Oh. You know me, you know how much I love indie music. You know how much I love a good love story. It was just all coming together. <laughs> Like one of the best books ever. So I love that adaptation. And Cat Den, <laughs> beautiful. The soundtrack, beautiful. The shots, beautiful. I was going to say, speaking of Michael Sarah, did you have you read the Scott Pilgrim comics? Yes. <laughs> was that a stupid question? <laughs> yes. Austin, you know me. <laughs> the other day, Kate had um the Scott Pilgrim vinyl playing on her Instagram story. And I was like, Kate, <laughs> <laughs> or wait, maybe I had it and she did. I forget. Something happened when we were talking about it. But it was so funny. Uh, so what's your assessment on that adaptation? Love it. And that's one of the ones where I watched the movie first and I read the books later. Uh -huh. uh, and it was so good. I, I really love Michael Sarah again, as we all know. <laughs> and it like the soundtrack to that movie, like I have the vinyl. I had it. Like that was one of the first songs that I ever bought on my like little green iPod Nano. Um, it was Black Sheep by Metric, which is, and um, Garbage Truck. <laughs> so, uh. Love it. Um, and again, indie music scene, the Canadian tie-in, my, my guy, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Have you seen other places in Toronto that they used for locations in that movie? Okay, if someone took me on that tour, I would be crying the whole time. <laughs> I would be so excited. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, you know what, like, I came across a list once of like reasons why Ramona Flowers is actually a toxic blah, 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 or like, and it was like kind of picking apart her and Scott Pilgrim. And I was oh. like, not today, Satan, you are not ruining this for me. I really just need to enjoy it. Like, it was too important. I've seen things like that, where it's like, why Ted Mosby is the worst TV. Yes. Like, nope. <laughs> Back off, Ted. False. He's best. <laughs> Like, it could be true, but I'm just not. Like, I'm here with my blinders. Like, let me enjoy something in my <laughs> life. Like, yeah. No, I refuse to indulge in that. I thought of one adaptation Hi. that I started off loving. Okay. And I ended up hating it. I wonder if you can guess what it is. Something it I was super nuts over when I was Game in... of Thrones. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. That Whenever one was you heartbreaking. Austin you're such like a friendly like positive person and there's like <laughs> maybe like three things that like times that I can think of in our friendship where you've given me like this disgruntled like like eye roll <laughs> and that is one of them <laughs> there's and that one there's the pineapple on pizza thing too <laughs> and the time that I got um 
really uh like I got like a, a mediocre mark on something for like <laughs> and you looked at me and you were like that's stupid and I was like <laughs> he's never said this I was like yes Austin it made me feel 10 times better about the situation I was I like be mad on your behalf <laughs> my eyes were watering and you were like well that's just stupid and you like rolled your eyes a little bit and I was like thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Game of Thrones you haven't seen Game of Thrones right no, that's one of you're the ones lucky. that I was like, you're, I'm lucky. It was that bad. Um, I <laughs> I was going to read it first before I watched it, and I just never even read it. But I will tell you right now, I have the graphic novels on hold at the KPL as we speak. Okay. I haven't read the graphic novels, actually, but I've read all the books, or all the books so far. Mm-hmm. There is five books. I think he's planned, the author's planning to make seven or eight, but he's taken like 10 years since the last book. So the reason I think the show went downhill so fast is because they passed where the author was at his point in the book. So they had to kind of make up their own stories that went along. Oh. Obviously, that wasn't the story that the author had envisioned. So That's not it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry for your loss. That's terrible. I was, yeah, I was so obsessed with Game of Thrones and like... I know. The first two years of university and I got all the merch and stuff and I bought all the books and... Yeah. Now I just look at it and I'm like... Ugh. And your Halloween costume. And my Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> you were really dedicated to the cause. I'm sorry that happened that was to you. Misplaced dedication. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about um the the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like it was a trilogy, and then the author passed away, like Stig Larson, before he could finish. Uh-huh. And so they gave his like mapped out novels to this other guy, David Loggern Kranz. Kratz, Kranz. This podcast is just me butchering people's last names. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, and he like wrote them out, but it like wasn't as good. And like the characters were doing things that I could just never picture them doing. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's odd. That's a tough situation when an author passes away, obviously. Yeah. And like his partner, like she released a book called like, um, there are things I want you to know about Stig Larson and I. And that's on my list. I haven't read it, but I think she like was super upset that obviously someone else is writing this. But I think like because they weren't officially married, even though they'd been living together for like 20 years, she didn't have rights to like anything. It's like a really like interesting and sad legal situation. Oh, yeah. 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 Think of other adaptations. I have one last one on my list. Go for it. Okay, it's um, Elias Grace by Margaret Atwood. Okay, I haven't heard of that one, actually. It's, um, it's, it's amazing. It's <laughs> so good. So that one is, like, um, it's about, like, uh, Grace Marks, who was an actual, like, Canadian, Irish-Canadian woman who, like, murdered her boss and his, like, mistress in, like, the 1800s. Oh, so it's like one of the most famous Canadian trials of like a woman being held for murder. And it was kind of infamous. Like everyone was like, oh, she's like satanic. She's evil. She's the worst of the worst. And, and then other people were like, oh, like, look at her. She's like so frail. And they were abusing her. And there was like all this controversy about like kind of what she was and what she was about. Um, and so like Atwood totally went into the archives and was like looking at all this information. It was super interesting. Um, I'd highly recommend it. So yeah. 
You know, it's one I thought of that totally screamed Sophia. I'm not sure if you actually like it or not, but the sister to the traveling pants. Oh, 100% Austin, 100%. I feel so seen right now. Um, yeah, so the sister of the traveling pants, me and my three best girlfriends of elementary school, we matched the profiles so well. Like one of us was super into soccer. One of us was super into acting. One of us was super quiet and into art. And then one of us, was half Latina and had a half brother. So, (laughs) and was interested in writing. Um, So yeah, we like totally were like, yeah, this is us. And instead of pants, we had like a journal that we passed back and forth. (laughs) would like catch us up on our lives because we were all so busy. And it was just wonderful. That sounds like a Disney Channel show. (laughs) It should have been. It was like, (laughs) it was beautiful. I think one of us still has the journal somewhere. We did it for like two years. (laughs) Really cute. Yeah. Speaking of Disney, I just saw another classic adaptation, which is oh. The Lion King. Haven't seen it. What? Oh, wait. I thought we were talking about the new one. I have seen the cartoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you almost made me quit the podcast. <laughs> no, I have seen that one. Um, yeah, that one's based off of Hamlet for anybody yeah. who doesn't know that, but I think most people do. I feel like people do. <laughs> I like... It's not my top five. I don't mind it. <laughs> I guess I was more like like 10 Things I Hate About You being an adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew. Uh-huh. My jam. Austin, one of one of the founding moments of our friendship was like in third year when we were talking about like Riot Girl and like all this like punk, like angry girl music. And you turned to me in class and you're like, oh yeah, like this is stuff you like. And I was like, I feel so seen. <laughs> like I feel <laughs> I, I'm known like it was so fun and it's partially because of that movie I was gonna say I can't imagine you being punk angry girl <laughs> oh yeah well we all we went through that emo goth phase Austin it was a time <laughs> was that before or after the sister of the traveling journal phase after <laughs> yeah me and my my grade seven boyfriend had matching skull rings I'll have you know so, <laughs> it was really a time to be alive I can relate. I still haven't outgrown my angsty face yet. Respect. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> trying to think of other adaptations. I can go back to that list of the, the worst adaptations, and I'll see how many you've seen or read. Okay. A lot of it is YA. All right. A lot of it's Stephen King, too. Stephen King's a lot of stinkers for adaptations. So it's like we're both in our, <laughs> in our zone. Okay. The Percy Jackson series. Hated that adaptation. Did you like the books? Loved the books. Okay. That's how Henry and I met. Or started (laughs) talking. So you have a personal connection to that one. (laughs) I really do. I really do. (laughs) Okay, The Dark Tower, which is a Stephen King series. I haven't read that either. Yeah. The Girl on the Train. Haven't read it, but feel like I should have. (laughs) It's very me. (laughs) The Time Traveler's Wife. Paper Towns. Loved the book. Didn't even bother with the movie. That one seems like a Fault in Our Stars kind of vibe to me. I haven't obviously seen it or read it, but... I like it. The Giver? No. Oh, I read... Is that by Lois Lowry? Yes. Read it, didn't watch the movie. (laughs) Beautiful Creatures? Never heard of that one. No. Aragon? No. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? seen it haven't <laughs> the lovely bones 
No, that seems so sad. Ugh. <laughs> Ella Enchanted? Yeah. Yes to both. <laughs> My Sister's Keeper? Mm, no. Vampire Academy? No. That sounds very mid 2000s. Oh, 2014. Oh, wow. The Maze Runner? No. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> the Hobbit? Okay, I hate The Hobbit. I'm going to say it right <laughs> now. I don't care. I hate it. Um, I wanted to like it so bad. I got a really cute, like, edition. Um, I took it home. I had to read it for a class. I only got halfway through. It was <laughs> one of the most tiring experiences of my life. <laughs> I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood. Um, I'm not a big fantasy person. Uh-huh. What about you? I haven't read the book, actually. I haven't read any of the Lord of the Rings books, but I think it's really, it's like a really dense fan. Like it's a lot of commitment lore. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to understand, which I don't have the time for. I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> the next one is Histories of Unfortunate Events. We know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of skimming through it now. Okay. Miss Peregrine's Home for the Peculiar Children. I saw that one a couple years ago. Read it, didn't watch it. I think the movie was it was kind of meh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, The Shining. I haven't read the book. I heard that's one that Stephen King hated the adaptation of, though. Because really? they changed so much from the source material. Wow. But I haven't read the book, so I don't know what that's based off of. No. Oh, and The Notebook for the last one. I hate The Notebook. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks makes me angry. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, every time someone mentions him, my, my soul just like a little bit is like, Ugh. like, <laughs> no. The only. It's like the, the cliche chick flick air quotes movie. And it's, it's, I don't know. Like, not that like guys can't write quote unquote chick flicks. Of course, of course. <laughs> but Nicholas Sparks just infuriates me. The only. <laughs> movie I like that's based off a book of his is A Walk to Remember and that's because it has Mandy Moore love her <laughs> yeah Nicholas Sparks seems like the perfect name for a guy who writes air quotes again chick lit <laughs> do you think it's a pen name it, oh okay I don't know I feel like it I must be <laughs> nobody I, look has... it up. Okay. I don't know enough about my Sparks to <laughs> <laughs> you're not a notable Sparks scholar <laughs> Makes it sound like Sparks Notes. Spark Notes. I don't know. No, it's not a pen name. Nicholas oh. Charles Sparks. Well, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not his biggest fan. He didn't write The Fault in My Stories. That was somebody else. John Green, who I actually. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. He has like a he has a history channel on YouTube actually. Yeah. Like, it's like Crash Course History or something. Yeah, he and his brother, Hank Green, they do Vlogbrothers, and then they have science and history channels as well. They're super cool. I remember Hank- watching that. I was like, isn't that the Fault in Our Stars guy? Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, Hank Green was actually involved in the making of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which is a YouTube adaptation of um, Pride and Prejudice, which was awesome. Huh. That was really good. And that like it was like a big deal because it was one of the first YouTube adaptations of it where like someone was like talking to a screen and like act- it was such a cool concept a bunch of uh-huh. people came out there was like a canadian jane eyre youtube adaptation mm. and then there was carmilla which you know i adore um 
that's based on like the classic by Le Fanu, like a French dude. And it like, it, I want to say it predates Dracula, but I'm not a hundred percent, but it's like in that era of like, but it was like a female vampire. So it was super cool. Actually, speaking of Dracula, there's one adaptation that I'm not a fan of. What? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Like the 1930s monster Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. I've never seen... I've just read it. It's another thing where it's a good movie on its... You know, like the the classic Frankenstein with the bolts in his neck and the flat head? Yep. It's a good monster, but it's not a good representation of the book monster, obviously, because he doesn't talk or anything. Oh. Yeah, I definitely... (laughs) I would agree with that, too. I've never even seen an adaptation of Frankenstein. And I only read it like two years ago because I think it was like the 100th or the 150th anniversary. Uh-huh. They did like a big event at the Laurier Library for it, um, which was super cool. They had another adaptation that was more faithful in the 90s and it had Robert De Niro as the monster. Oh. Which was interesting. I wasn't a big fan of it, but it was more faithful to the book. <laughs> Intriguing. I think I had like Helena Bottom Carter too, and oh, I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. She was like my fashion icon. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So I just thought of this question a couple minutes ago. Do you prefer your adaptations to try and be super faithful to the books, or do you like when authors try and do their own thing with it? I feel mixed about this. Like, part of me is like, okay, there's a reason I love the book. Don't stray from that. Uh-huh. But then another part of me is, like, when I see things like um, the Stratford Festival, who, like, God bless them, I hope they're doing okay during the pandemic, because being in the arts during this is just awful. Uh-huh. Um, they usually do, like, a bunch of really, really cool interpretations of Shakespeare's work. And I really liked that um, this wasn't Shakespearean, but, like, they did a cover. Well, not a cover. It was, like an imagining of the Bronte sisters Uh as a play super great. And like having those like little like interpretations of things that maybe weren't super faithful, but they're like based on historical or literary origins and they kind of go and make it their own that I like. Uh What about you? It's kind of the opposite for me. I was thinking like with with book to movie adaptations, I kind of like when authors no, they can't replicate what the author does, so they try to do their own thing. That's what it was like with Jojo Rabbit. Like the yeah. director took it in its own direction. But I was thinking with Shakespeare, mm-hmm. I kind of don't like when the directors take it in their own direction. I remember for the Stratford Festival, they had like a female-led Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. which obviously there's no reason why they couldn't do it that way. But it's just not how I imagine it whenever I read the play. So yeah, I think that it's cool sometimes when they like gender bend it. Like again, like I'm thinking back to like being in Hamlet in high school and we had like two guys in a cast of like <laughs> like 30 so like Hamlet was a guy but every other like guy character was pretty much played by a girl <laughs> and it made for some interesting like interpretations and like actions but at the same time sometimes I'm like depending on the character I'd like seeing how they like traditionally would have been played just because like you know it's kind of how I imagined it I'm uh-huh. open to both, but, you know. That reminds me, have you ever seen that Romeo and Juliet, or Romeo plus Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio? Have I seen it? <laughs> I Another did. dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have seen it, and I, lo- I have that soundtrack on CD, on <laughs> vinyl, on, like, MP3, audio, whatever. Yeah, I adore that one. Um, That's another thing I'm conflicted about, is where they take Shakespeare and put it in the modern day. 
I love it. I don't there's know. There's another one. Oh, sorry. Have you read Titus and Jonicus by Shakespeare? No. They did an adaptation of that in the 90s as well. It's just called Titus. Okay. So the play takes place in ancient Rome, mm-hmm. but the film adaptation is kind of, it blends like ancient Rome and modern day. So it's like all Roman costumes and stuff, but they drive cars and motorcycles and. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I like that one actually, but. Okay. It's, it's conflicting. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that. I don't know. I kind of like, like sometimes I like the traditional like version. Well, of Shakespeare, like, you know what I mean? Like, I like um, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton and Antony and Cleopatra and uh-huh. that kind of stuff. It's good for, like, a guilty pleasure. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm open to, like, modern interpretations of it, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, it reminds me, there's a recent adaptation of Macbeth. I think it came out in, like, 2015. That one was really good. Okay, I have to see that. I don't think I did. I don't think It's so. got Michael Fassbender as Macbeth and then... Oh, a French actress's name I can't even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that one was really good. I watched that one a couple months back. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Every couple of months I go through my Shakespeare phase where I read the books and watch all the adaptations and then Beautiful. I stop for a couple of months and it comes back again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a never-ending cycle, just the way it should be. <laughs> just the way it should be. Well, Austin, thank you for a wonderful episode. I feel like I have so much to add to my watch list now. <laughs> Any concluding remarks? Don't watch Jerry's Unfortunate Events. Do you watch <laughs> this other one? Um, do yourself a favor and read and watch Sharp Objects. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but not if, it, if you're already in a dark place. <laughs> like, <laughs> do it in a time when you're feeling okay and you want something, like, hardcore. If you're feeling too okay. <laughs> <laughs> if there's such a thing. <laughs> what about you? Any closing remarks? I'd say watch the 1990s It by Stephen King. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. It's definitely Especially not... If you, like, have four or five glasses of wine and watch it. It'll be a good night. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Excellent. That's our new quarantine ritual. <laughs> a cleansing time. <laughs> All right. I'll see you okay. next week. Yep. See ya. Bye.